Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Jordana Nativ. She is a Team Strong Girls Body Transformation Coach. How are you doing today, Jordana? I'm doing great, Brad. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast today. Oh, it's it's honestly my pleasure and my honor. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your story and your personal journey. I appreciate you and welcome to the Empowerography community. Thank you. So Jordana, you are also a certified eating psychology coach, an NASM certified personal trainer, a published fitness model, strong girls body transformation coach, and certainly last but not least, a mother. I had no idea there was even such a thing as a certified eating psychology coach. Can you explain to me a bit about what that is? Sure. An eating psychology coach is really an area of expertise that I've delved into that really just helps people understand that what they eat is only part of their story. It's how we eat and why we eat. And when we bring those three pieces together, we usually uncover some patterns and relationship with our food that typically hold us back in some areas. And I help people understand what those are, overcome them and, you know, move forward in their life more successfully. What would be some of the areas that someone's held back in because of their eating habits and whatnot? Usually what I have found with a lot of my clients is that they use food as some sort of a coping mechanism. So it could be a tool to numb out or a tool that gives them, you know, an armor physically over their body to protect themselves. And this shows up after some sort of either personal trauma or difficulty in their life, not having learned other coping mechanisms, stress management. And so we dive in and look at what those areas might be for them. And everybody's is unique. We all have a unique story and we can help uncover some of that through a relationship with food. And it's pretty powerful. Very powerful. It's very interesting. How long have you been a certified eating psychology coach? Oh my gosh, years now. (laughs) (laughs) It was something that I started really for my own personal journey. And I wanted to understand more about my own relationship with food. And I took a mini course and I found that wasn't enough. So then I, I started looking for more deeper knowledge and I found the certification and just decided to to jump right in on it because if I was having this challenge, I'm sure so many other people were as well. And food is really one of the most unregulated drugs we have access to. Right. Uh, think about it, like for anybody who's, you know, you know, I guess addicted to food, uh-huh. uh, you it's very so easily accessible. Uh, yeah. And we need it to live. So we have this inherent relationship with it. And I just 
was so drawn and called to learning more about how to support myself, but also then support others through their journey. Well, this is a great segue into what I want to talk to you about next then. So Kate, you, you had mentioned you started this as part of your own dealing with your own personal struggles and journey. Can you tell us a bit about your personal struggle and journey? Sure. I started like probably so many of your listeners and so many women in our lives. I was a new mom and I had kind of always struggled with my weight. And even when I didn't struggle with my weight, I was struggling with the self-image that I saw. So what I saw in the mirror, what I was criticizing, and then what was actually there may not have always matched up. And after I had my daughter, there's a couple of really pivotal points that brought me to this new low, I guess. One of which I almost passed out in a shopping mall, uh, walking my daughter around with my mom because I had been eating so little food, maybe just like green tea and protein bars for a couple of days. And everyone in my family just turned to me and said, you have got to take care of this. Like this, we've never seen you like this and you need some support. And that's when I found Team Strong Girls as a client. And it's been such an incredible journey for myself and all of this learning and training and developing. And now the last couple of years, I've been a Team Strong Girls coach. Uh I've really gotten the opportunity to pay it forward. And it's been absolutely beautiful, amazing. So such a fulfilling journey. That's an incredible piece of your journey is being able to give back like that after what you've personally been through. So, I mean, there's obviously that relatability issue there too, that you can relate quite well to your clients that come in the door looking for help because you've been through it yourself personally. Absolutely, Brad. I think, you know, maybe it's just like this piece of me that you just see a little bit of your journey and everybody and that level of empathy and caring. I think it just resonates when you're being coached by someone who's really been in your shoes and really understands what you're going through. There's just a different level of depth to the relationship that's developed. And it's been, I like my clients are absolutely incredible. And I often say to them, like, you, you don't know what you give back to me. And this yeah. reciprocity is just so incredible. Do you talk about your journey with your clients and, and tell them what, what you've been through personally? And so there is that relatability for them and they fully understand? Usually my clients find me through Instagram or my okay. website or my blog. So they have read a lot about my background right. and my story. Okay. Or they've listened to a podcast like this and they've uh-huh. gotten to hear a little bit more. Or they're a friend of a friend and who, you know, they've had conversations. But elements do come up where I can share personal wisdom or things in our bi-weeklies. But really, I like to keep the coaching centered on my client and what right. they can learn. Right. So that day in the mall then with your mom and your daughter, was that really the pivotal moment for you or the light bulb moment for you? Or you just realized and your your family telling you, was that really it that just propelled you to do something about it? Yeah, I just, there had to be another way than eating less food. Like at some point you just run out of food to cut out. Uh Right. Yeah. And I had gotten to that point and you know, everyone in my family was sitting me down just saying, this has got to change, you need to get more support. And how can we help you? And I had seen a friend of of mine, her name's Fiona, and she had worked with Jenny. And I said, you know what, I want to work with Jenny, I want to work, I want to be part of Team Strong Girls, and let me explore this and what it means. And I just fell in love with the journey and the process. And on one level, you can look at it at this 
super, you know, surface level, just saying, oh, it's a meal plan and it's a training plan, but it really is so much more than that. It's the relationship you build with your coach. It's Uh the community. It's, you know, the women that are all going through the same journey as you. And then celebrating that with a photo shoot where you really get to step into and enjoy the work that you've put in over that journey. You just forever see yourself differently. That's incredible. I have to tell you, Brad, I did a group shoot with my girls yesterday. Oh, yeah. And after the pandemic and, you know, still coming through it, being able to be in that group environment again was so powerful. Like the energy and the optimism and the excitement (laughs) their journeys and their goals and being glammed up and (laughs) seeing themselves in this most beautiful light. They were just shining like diamonds and it just... It's yeah. so, so incredible. Like everyone should feel that. You know that. You're yeah, yeah it, it is. It truly is an incredible transformational process. And I think the key part of what you're talking about there is the support system. And like you said, you mentioned community, having that community and support to go through your journey with someone else. They're cheering you on and helping you through it and telling you that you can do it. That is probably one of the most important, if not the most important parts of the journey is having that support system. And science actually tells us you're twice as likely to achieve your goals when you do it with community and when you do it as part of something greater than yourself. And just having that community right then and there in your, you know, accessing them when you have a question and posting, you know, Flex Friday and having (laughs) with your coach, like all of that is just motivation to keep going. And, And that's you know, why they're successful. That's part of why it sounds absolutely incredible, especially the shoot. Yeah. That just must've been one hell of an incredible experience full of energy and inspiration and just bouncing off each other, the, the joy and the happiness and the support and the celebration. I can't even imagine. It totally was. And the, the craziest part is that for most of them, it was their first time meeting each other in person. Oh, so yes. bringing that like online relationship into, you know, real life Yeah. and me as the coach, being able to meet all of my clients in person as, you know, a virtual coach, you don't always get to do that. It was right you know, those connections will last forever. They just that, really, really that, are. That element must have just put it over the top, the whole experience. <laughs> <laughs> Jordana, how have these experiences helped shape the Jordana you are today, do you think? I have to tell you, I've said this a couple of times. I've written about it. When I did my first photo shoot, going back like five years ago now, And I stood there for the first time and like, it makes me emotional when I see other people go through the process now, because I know how powerful that moment is. I just, in my head, I was standing there and, you know, my photographer is snapping away and the lights and then hair and makeup. And I was just like, I like this fire lit in me This (laughs) I knew I had to do some, I didn't know how. Mm-hmm. I didn't know when I didn't know what it would look like, but I just knew I had to get to the point where I could create this for someone else and that I could pay that forward. And all the education I went through and all of the learning and the additional coaching I, I explored and the support that, that I chose to, to take on the mentorships, everything was to eventually achieve that moment and mm-hmm. for others. 
And now I'm doing it and I didn't care about timelines. And I think that's where we get tripped up so often is Mm -hmm. we think we should be further ahead than we are because of a timeline, this artificial timeline we put in or these limitations we've created for ourselves. And we can rewrite our, our whole story a million times over in our lives. And, you know, all we have to do is just believe in ourselves. And I think that was the biggest lesson that I've learned in through fitness, believe yeah. it or not. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, every day you show up on the gym floor and you can try something new and create a personal best. And, you know, every day you show up to fuel your body and through food and you have an opportunity to learn something about yourself. What flavors do you enjoy? Why do you like cooking that way? You know, what meal was your favorite? And, you know, why do you prep food a certain way? Right. All of that is your, your learning. And you can apply that in every single area of your life if you're just open to that. It's amazing the limits we put on ourselves that are just bullshit. It's just all in our head. And again, this this goes back to self-limiting beliefs and all of that shit. But it, like you're talking about the artificial timelines we put in our heads and we put on ourselves and that we're not where we thought we would be or we not, we're not where we should be in our own heads. It's crazy how we do that to ourselves and punish ourselves that way. You can rewrite your whole narrative and your whole story and shift everything to what you want it to be. Yeah. And Brad, I'm proof of that. You know, 18 months ago, I was still struggling in my corporate job. I was in marketing. I was an executive leading a team of 14 people, managing billions of dollars of revenue in a corporation, which I had done for almost 15 years. And it took five years to make this transition, Uh but now I'm doing it full time and have been now for over a year, you know, through the whole pandemic. And that, that really does just take, anybody can do it. That's the message is that if that's your dream is to change careers or to transform your body or to learn a new skill or to move countries or whatever you want to do, like you can do it. Just make that plan, be flexible to how you get there and Mm -hmm. throw away the timeline because yeah, believe in yourself and, and surround yourself with the right people, surround yourself with those cheerleaders and that support system and all anything is possible absolutely and i wholeheartedly believe that and congratulations to you i think that's an amazing thing you've accomplished in your life so good for you for doing it and putting your mind to it and actually sitting putting in the work and and getting it done thank you you should be very proud i read that you have helped thousands of women take hold of their health and lead more confident lives why is this mission so personally important to you i think as moms especially moms but women in general we tend to take on these caregiver roles and in doing that we put ourselves last Uh and in putting ourselves last we stop taking care of ourselves yeah (laughs) and then we feel badly about ourselves and then resentment starts to pile on and guilt for not doing more and i think the mission is so important to me because i've been there and Uh i've seen my mom and other women in my life be there too and friends and as i'm you know getting older i'm like in my 30s now 
when you're in your twenties, you don't always see that, but when you enter your thirties and you're like surrounded by women who are taking care of other people all the time, especially if you're a mom or a parent in general, you see how you can lose yourself in all of that. Mm. And for me, it's really just helping women prioritize themselves again, to be able to come back and really end up giving more. That's the most amazing part. When you really flipped the mindset, the narrative from taking care of others. And that's how you get fulfillment to taking care of yourself first, fill your own cup first. Yeah. And you have all this abundance of energy and love and empowerment that you can give to others. (laughs) You can actually do more when you take care of yourself first. And that's, that's the mission. And that's why it's so important because I want everyone to feel as good as I feel every day. I love that you said that about filling your own cup and taking care of yourself first. And you can't help other people if you're not taking care of yourself first. And the mindset piece is absolutely key to all of it. That is probably one of, if not, again, the most important piece of that puzzle is the mindset shift and and being able to do that. Exactly. And learning how to say no to yeah. the things you don't really want to do so that you can give a wholehearted yes to the yeah. things that you really want in your life. That I find is the most tricky part for a lot of my clients when they first start working with me because they're like, oh, Jordana, I'm so busy. How do I fit all this in? I said, you have to start saying no to some things. Yeah. Prioritizing the things that are most important. And that can be a really tricky balancing act when you know we first start practicing that skill set. It can for sure. No is a very, very big two-letter word. It's funny, I was talking with um I was interviewing a woman a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about the word no, and she was saying that she had trouble learning to say the word no to people. And then it, it got to a point where she's saying no someone would ask her to do something. She'd say no. And it's like, they're waiting for a reason or a response as to why. And she says, she was saying, she says, I don't have to give a reason why I'm saying no, it's just no. And that's it. And I thought that was very interesting because it's true. When you think about it, if you say no to someone, most people are standing there or sitting on the phone or whatever the case may be expecting you to explain why you're saying no, you don't have to explain why it's just no. Exactly. No is a full sentence. Yeah. I I just, I love that. I thought it was very interesting that you brought that up as well. Now, obviously you're a a huge advocate of self-love and self-care, body positivity, women's empowerment. Can you speak a bit about what those things mean to you on a personal level? Yeah, for me, it's really evolved over the last few years. And I don't, when I first started talking about body positivity, I don't think I really understood the core elements of the initial movement. So I've actually started to move into body neutrality and self-acceptance and that to me is really about all bodies are good bodies and your body is amazing for the things it can do for you its own unique shape and its own unique strengths and the beauty of your own skin and the the features and characteristics that make you unique And we've been, you know, having come from a marketing background, part of my, my job was to sell products and I'm really good at that. And (laughs) part of of doing that is, you know, having people aspire to want that product and putting aspirational people using and enjoying and loving that product in in order to be able to sell more of it. And in doing that, I think in the advertising industry in particular and marketing, we're doing a disservice to the world, to people, to generations of people by exposing them to very small segment of 
what the world is made up of. Yeah. Small segment of people. And for me, body, you know, neutrality and self-acceptance is really, again, flipping the narrative on its head and saying that might be one person's view of what beautiful is, but I'm still beautiful. Yeah. How do I accentuate that beauty? How do I bring that out? How do I share my light? And to me, that's really where I want to spread more of that message. I love that. So obviously you coming from that background, then this is a great question for you. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. So the media, as you just mentioned, pushes products and gets these people into these advertisements and and pushing the product to people. Do you think that self-love and women's empowerment, self-acceptance, body neutrality, body positivity, do you think that these words have over the past, since all of the media hype over the past, let's just call it the decade, let's just use it the past decade. Do you think that that the use of these words in the media and advertising and marketing has kind of watered down those words where, and what I mean by that is they, they don't hold the same true value and meaning that the words are intended to hold because of their overuse and their use in marketing and and so on? So one thing that I do appreciate is that when a movement is started, when we start to decide collectively as people, as like from a grassroots perspective, that we're not going to take something anymore. We need need change. Yeah. I think in Canada in particular, we're very... (laughs) people. Yes. We're not so controversial. We're very passive. We're so passive. (laughs) To me, it's actually a great accomplishment to see mainstream media picking something up that was started in grassroots culture. And what's unfortunate is that it actually gets twisted in a way that it becomes self-serving to those that are marketing it because they're trying to put a profit. Yeah. And for me, where I really hold such, you know, my heart stays open and positive is that one, at least more people are talking about it. At least we're reaching more people to say, you don't have to look this way. You can look your way. And your best body is amazing. Mm -hmm. To me, that's a great message to start to get out more broadly. And I think it's more about holding these companies more accountable and having other companies show the way. So I'm not sure if you you saw this, Brad, but I've been working with a company, Nixware, for the last few years. And mm-hmm. to me, they're, they are, I, I align myself with them because they have done such a beautiful job, like really empowering women of all shapes, ages, sizes, backgrounds, nationalities, so diverse. Yeah. The way that they market that you see yourself, you really, really see yourself in their marketing. Yeah. To me, that is where you can bring what people need, what they really need is to see themselves. Mm-hmm. And you can still be an incredible company that is growing and profitable and absolutely amazing. And it's just been a pleasure to align myself with them because they're, they're such an amazing, amazing organization. Airy is another company that's done much of the same type of work. Um, they are. I love Airy as well. Yeah, they're great. So I, I think there is, there has been a shift that started in corporate culture and advertising and marketing, which is great. But I just, I think we need to just keep moving the needle and it needs to keep moving forward with that. Exactly. And it'll feel, you'll know when it feels inauthentic. Like, yeah. You know, 
people will see something and they'll just say, Oh, that does not feel right. Yeah. And, and companies will see that. We're like, that's, that's, we have the power. We have all the power in our pocketbooks. Like when you pull out your credit card, when you pull out your wallet to pay, that's your voice in, in the marketing world. That's your voice in with all of these organizations, all these companies, all these products. It's the power when you pay. Yes, for sure. Yeah, the power is in the money. And we do have all we ultimately have all the power, we can just say no, I'm not buying your product. And that's it. So speaking of women's empowerment, what does the word empowerment mean to you? Uh, To me, it means holding true for what I believe in and sharing that message using my voice, no matter what, how hard it might be. Beautiful. Now, you're also a fitness model. How long have you been working in that world? And and what do you love most about being a fitness model? I think I became a fitness model by accident. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Like It was not purposeful. (laughs) It really just came about kind of aligning with that idea of I don't have the typical body type of a fitness model or model in general. I'm short and curvy. And yeah, I I have different features (laughs) than what you would normally see in the typical fitness model. And that kind of became a little bit of my mantra at the beginning, like, I know I don't fit in here. I know I'm a square peg in a round hole and I'm just going to go for it anyways. And then opportunities started to come forward where, you know, a photographer was looking to help build their portfolio and asked me to shoot for them. And then I did a few more photo shoots as part of my team strong girls journey and building out my coaching platform. And you start to make connections in the industry. And as you start to share and put yourself out there in this authentic way and really stand for something that's when I think the opportunities start to come to you so I had the opportunity to be in inside fitness magazine and fitness magazine published in both of those I had a feature this past January in strong fitness magazine for a workout a two-page workout I've worked with Nixware a couple times and have been their feature for their feature model in their catalyst bra so that's our sports bra and that was really amazing because you see yourself in email campaigns and ads and you really got to see and and commercials that they did. And it was really, really cool because you get the opportunity to start to be part of changing that narrative. And it's just continued to grow from there. And I've I've loved every minute. Amazing. Yet again, proving that if you set your mind to something, you can accomplish it. You just have to put in the work and do it. Exactly. Amazing. You're an incredible role model and such an inspiration. Amazing, Jordana. Jordana, you're also a blogger and have contributed to a book. Can you speak a bit about the experience of contributing to a book and tell us a bit about the book? Sure. That was was a really cool experience. It was a few years ago and a woman approached me through the blog and actually said, you know, I'm writing a book on moms and motherhood and wanting to be able to support their journey and telling the truth about what it's like to be a mom. And so the opportunity is really to submit a story about, and there was 50 of us who submitted a story. And mine was about when I was getting ready for an event before I got back to work. And my daughter was about 10 months old. And many people have had this experience where you're trying to figure out what to wear. And you're just <laughs> throwing everything out of your closet because nothing fit yet. Nothing felt good. Nothing felt right. 
And I saw my daughter sitting there at 10 months old on the floor, just watching me. And I had this feeling come over me, just like, I don't want her to have this impression that you can't walk into your closet and nothing fits. Yeah, You have this love hate relationship with clothes in your body. And this is, you know, so common, like, so many people feel this way, not just women, but men too, yeah. and people in general. And I said to myself, I'm like, I'm, I'm never going to do that again. And, and since then, I had always made sure that I edited out my closet, whatever didn't fit anymore, I didn't want anymore, that I didn't feel good about, it went out. So every year I do that. And I really learned how to take care of myself so that I could walk in mind and body into my closet and pull something out, put it on, and just move on with my day. It was no longer a roadblock. Yeah. And we also changed the language we use in our home. We never, you know, have negative connotation around the body. Mm -hmm. We talk about more characteristics of who we are and what we do and how strong we are. And it's really helped see, like I can see how my daughter's evolved since then. It's really incredible. I love it. To date, Jordana, what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win? Oh. I think my greatest win is becoming a mom. I think that I, I wasn't, I actually wasn't sure I was going to become a mom um, or have kids. And to me, that's just a massive accomplishment is to bring another person into this world. And I have such a, the extreme pleasure of really just raising her and coaching her through life. Really awesome. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful on your journey? I would say that I just don't give up. I I look for new ways of of achieving something and I will just pivot. If I see a challenge, I will just pivot and think what's the next best way of doing this? If it couldn't be plan A, what's plan B? And what's plan C? What's plan C? <laughs> determination. I love it. <laughs> yeah, determination. Uh, speaking of success, how do you define that word? What does the word success mean to you? I think I've had a few definitions of that word, but right now for me, it's feeling peace in my heart and in my body and in my mind and enjoying where I'm at in life right now. To me, that's success. Love it. What would you say is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? When I was first working with Jenny, she just planted this mindset of why not you? And when she said that to me, and I say it to my clients all the time now, because that was like, yeah, why not me? Uh And it gives you this opportunity to dream the possibilities for yourself and in a way that feels safe to you, but that also pushes the boundaries of what you might not have explored in the past. Yeah. Why not me? That's, that's awesome. Or why not you? Amazing. Those three little words, again, those are huge, huge words. They are. Jordana, what would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? What was your life like after learning it? That we're all just people that we're all really just six years old inside. (laughs) (laughs) That we, that was probably the biggest awakening for me is that we're, we really are just our smaller childlike selves inside navigating the world in an adult body. And when I learned that it really helped me see people in such a different and different and more compassionate way, because we all had different upbringings and 
exploring that as an adult can be really hard depending on what that background was for each one of us and what those lessons were that we learned or our unique set of circumstances. And so I think it it brought a whole new level of compassion to the way that I see people. Excellent. What makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Oh, uh, I think it's for sure right now, it's my clients watching them go through their personal journeys. Just, it just lights that fire in me every single day. And even when I'm tired, even when I've had a bad day, I can just look to them and, and all of our team strong girls and it just reignites it all again for me. It really is one of the most incredible feelings to have impact on another human being and see that impact you've had. It's, you can't, you can't even, honestly, I don't, for me anyways, I can't even properly express how incredible it feels in words. There's not enough words to fully express how it feels. It it really is just an emotion. And when you, when you know, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Absolutely. What's one of your favorite quotes? What is one of Well, I don't know if it's a quote, really. It's, I'm a huge believer in affirmations. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's, you know, just reinforcing that I am worthy. Like it's short, it's sweet, it's to the point. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And it really just allows you to cultivate that belief in yourself. And affirmations for me are are massive. I will have like a a white, like one of those markers, a dry erase markers. Yep write things on the mirror and I will have post-it notes. And <laughs> it, it's just one of those ways where you can really just remind yourself of those statements that you want to hold present and, and not just really rely on one quote necessarily. Yeah. Pull in what it. you need in that moment. Awesome. Okay. We're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions just be one, two, three word answer type thing. Okay. okay. How would you describe yourself in one word? Strong. Money or fame? Mm, oh, God. Can I say neither? <laughs> sure. You can say whatever you want. Okay. Early bird or night owl? Early bird, for sure. What's the first thing you notice about a person? Usually their eyes. If you could teach the world one thing, what would that be? Self-confidence. That's a big one for sure. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Happiness. You just want to be happy. I think that's why I didn't want money or fame. Yeah. Is to have happiness is cultivated from the inside. For sure. Happiness is an inside job. Yep. Entrepreneur life is a roller coaster. <laughs> that's for damn sure. <laughs> My favorite way to unwind is reading and most recently sitting on our back deck. The last book or podcast I listened to or read was. The last book I've been re—I'm almost finished actually. Um, it is called the The Practice by Seth Godin. Okay. What was your dream job as a child? I wanted to be a veterinarian or a a singer, <laughs> and uh, definitely not a singer. And but we do have a puppy <laughs> now, so I get to I get to have all my dog dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? Mm, I could change one thing about the world. That's a, that's a hard question. I think I would bring more compassion to people. That concludes our rapid fire section. Now I'm back to our regularly scheduled program. (laughs) (laughs) Jordana, what's the most recent investment you've made in yourself? 
the most recent investment I made in myself was to actually get my own coach. I believe the best coaches have coaches and I've uh-huh. always been coached. And uh, so I'm making that investment in myself now to learn some new things. Amazing. Good for you. Thanks. What is your personal motto? Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Simple keep going. to the point. Yeah, just keep going that like you, you really can do anything you set your mind to. And the moment you lift those limiting beliefs is the moment you get to achieve all of your dreams. So yeah, keep going. I think it's so important that we as parents instill that, that particular value and belief in our kids from a very young age that they can do anything and they can accomplish anything and not to let not only the, the self-limiting beliefs stop you, but don't let the external noise stop you either. Don't worry about what anyone else says. It's so true. And it's really hard, like as a kid to hear that and and ignore it. So the sooner it's instilled, the easier that skill sets developed. And it's been interesting watching my daughter go through it and, just like watching her tenacity and her adaptability. And it's really so cool. Yeah. I think it needs to be just continually hammered home with the kids. And just because I think that if you tell someone something enough, they believe it. So you just keep driving that fact home, driving those values home. And they'll just grow up knowing that this is, they don't know any different. This is how it is. Exactly. And if you're the, as a parent, like we get so much more influence when they're young yeah, and that's when they're most impressionable. Then they're going to school and they have bigger circles of friends and they don't think you as much. And when that starts to happen, you know, I'm thankful that so much of what we're planting in her when she was young will start to, you know, be the foundational thinking. And then all these other thoughts kind of, she'll try them on for size, I think, but then reject them because they just won't feel as good exactly they won't be as empowering they won't be as freeing or um inspiring for her 100 percent. if you could set up a billboard anywhere where would you put it and what would it say i would um put one at the airport because mm. you have millions of people going through the airport yeah every single day all the time all hours of the day and i would say something you know to the effect of either why not you or, you know, follow your dream or do something that scares you something along those lines yeah. that just spark them. To I've try never had anyone there. say the airport. That's a good one. I never even thought about that one. The airport's a great spot. Well, for my marketing days, that was one of our best spots for the types of products that I worked on right. was at the airport because you did have so many people traveling from all yeah. different walks of life and for all different reasons too. So you never know yeah. why someone's traveling and what you might be able to, to inspire in them. Brilliant. I love it. Who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why? I've been asked this question before and it's my mom for sure. And my dad, and I'll say why, you know, we have seen the largest ups and the, the, the deepest downs. My family has gone from being, you know, working so hard. My dad was an entrepreneur and his world, seeing my family build businesses and go from, you know, that growth place you get there and being, you know, millionaires, big houses, lots of travel, you know, all these, all these amazing things to being in a recession and losing that business and going bankrupt. I think 
living through as a kid, seeing those two extremes, um, really as a grown up now running my own home, having my own family, being an entrepreneur myself really helped me understand now how strong they must've been, how resilient, how brave and the courage that it took to come back from losing everything. So they're definitely very inspiring people. And I think I really only appreciated that when I was a grown up myself. Yeah. Well, I think that happens a lot with lessons that our parents try to teach us when we're younger. We don't realize it till later on. It's like, oh, wait a minute. They do know quite a bit. Because I know, I mean, when you're a teenager, it's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You, you guys don't know shit and you're just talking. But when you when you get into your 20s, late 20s and 30s, it's like, wait a minute. They were they were right. <laughs> they were, yeah. And and just seeing, you know, how fun, no matter what was going on, how close-knit our family managed to be. And that also showed me that money and property and trips and fancy things, like that doesn't make a family. Yeah. What sure. makes a family is the people and the time and you know, the play and the experiences that you create together. And yeah. That really helped me understand the values of what I wanted to create as a mom. Beautiful. What would you say is one of your biggest failures or for, let's use a different word, life lessons or teachable moments? And what did you learn from it? I think as younger people, and I'd like to say that I I learned from this, but that, that cattiness that can come when you feel you're not enough in a situation I think stepping away from that, for me, that either jealousy or resentment, allowing those feelings to lead, stepping away from that was really, really powerful life lesson. And really wholeheartedly just seeing people for that six-year-old self that they are. I think that for me was a really big lesson. What gives you the motivation to keep going? There's so many people to help. (laughs) (laughs) Millions of people that need help. Millions of people to help (laughs) to to create impact for. And that's that's it. There's there's so many to help. If you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't ask you? Oh, if you were to step into I I don't know, maybe maybe about who supports me. Okay, so who supports you? Who do you have as a support system? And now I get to gush a little bit about my husband because (laughs) sure. He's that support system for me. And I think it's one thing to believe in yourself, but when you're in a partnership, it's a whole other thing to step into risk with someone else. And from the day that I met my husband, he's always been like, yeah, you want to do that? Go for it. I'm along for that ride. And that's really been in our relationship going two ways. So, you know, he's made a career change a couple of times. I've made a career change. We've taken risks by moving cities and investing in things and trying new things, learning new skills together. And he's just one of those people that will stand by your side and support you through it all. And I'm so grateful for that. Amazing. It's so important to have that. Like I said earlier, having that support system, that is key especially in life and through entrepreneurship entrepreneurship is a tough ride so having a support system through that is is so important for sure 
It is absolutely a good support system in your family and the people yeah. around you in your entrepreneurial network. And then I would also go out on a limb that if you can do it, I would get a good therapist too, because <laughs> <laughs> taking care of that mental health and helping you step out of, you know, any moments when you're spinning to help you see yeah. things differently is such a powerful tool to have in your, in your tool belt. For sure. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Don't listen to the negativity. Don't listen to it. Don't get trapped by it. Don't think you have to live a life that people are setting out for you because that's the trap. That's where you're going to get tripped up. And that's the potential for failure because then you're not really living your own life. You're living someone else's. Love it. Lastly, Jordana, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? Go out there and do it. Like we're only here once we're that we get to remember anyways. And you really are just limited by your own mindset. You really are just limited by what you think can't be done because of who you think you are. And the moment you let that go and you open yourself up to possibility is the moment you can achieve absolutely anything. And when that anything is centered around creating impact for others, that's when you get this incredible feeling of fulfillment and gratitude for life. And that reciprocity just, it's this upward cycle that you get to keep giving back to others and they give back to you. And to me, that's the point of why we're all here in the first place. Beautiful. Well said. Jordana, thank you so very much for taking the time to be here today and sharing with us and taking me on your journey and sharing your story. And you are a true inspiration and proof that you can do whatever you want to do in life as long as you put in the work and set your mind to it. So thank you so very much. I'm so grateful to have had you on the show and I'm very honored and happy to have you as a member of the Empowerography community. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you. Thank you so, so much, Bryce. It's been amazing and I've really, really enjoyed the conversation. I can't wait for others to hear it. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Jordana Nativ. She is a Team Strong Girls Body Transformation Coach. Thank you so much, Jordana. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. You too. Bye, Brad. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca and follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.